3: It's time for your daily dose of all things Chicago sports. This is The Daily Score. Now, here's your host, Mark
1: Grody. Hey, what's going on? Welcome into The Daily Score. I am indeed Mark Grody. Thank you for being with us as always here on The Daily Score. We're going to talk about the Chicago Bulls today because the trade deadline has come and gone, and it's very easy to come up with the headline, The Chicago Bulls do nothing, nothing happened for the Chicago Bulls at the trade deadline, which honestly doesn't surprise me, but it still astonishes me that they, they did nothing. And because we've seen this, the two previous years as well, where they did absolutely nothing because of the comfort that they seem to have with the team that is in place right now. And to talk more about this is a guy who covers the Bulls every single day. Cody Westerland does that for 670thescore.com. He is also the chief editor of 670thescore.com sports as well. Cody, thank you for being with us here. I appreciate you being on the Daily Score. Did, did I get that right? Is it is it more just astonishing than surprising? Or were you surprised that the Bulls did nothing
2: at the trade deadline? I think it'd be a stretch to say we're surprised because we didn't expect big fireworks. I am surprised that there were zero moves, Grody, because I thought that the Bulls could pivot a little bit toward their future in the sense that a lot of people want to say you got to be competing for a title at the highest level or rebuilding from the ground up. Well, most teams reside in the middle and most teams turn over the rosters while they reside in the middle at some point. So I I thought an Andre Drummond trade would come because he's a backup center uh, whose contract's expiring this summer and probably could get bigger offers from another team at some point and you know they're like relievers in baseball on bad teams you just trade them at the trade deadline and the Bulls didn't even do that so I thought there would be something minimal so for him to stay was surprising to me Alex Caruso obviously was the other big name that the Bulls set basically an astronomical price on in conversations with other teams in recent weeks so Insofar as you break down every player, it's not surprising Caruso hasn't been traded. It's not surprising Zach Levine didn't get traded as he underwent right foot surgery today in another subplot of news. It's not surprising DeMar DeRozan's still here because they love him so much, even though he could have been a trade candidate. But when you look back and like you said, third trade deadline in a row, they did nothing. Uh, It's surprising that they just continue to wade in these middling waters at 24 and 27. So mildly surprising and you just shake your head and go like, where do they go from here? And (laughs) when will they finally do something meaningful um, (laughs) to change the trajectory of their franchise a little bit?
1: Oh, that's such a great point. Like when will they again Do something meaningful, and it's like they've just been like stuck in the mud and that because they've done meaningful things for sure on Arturs Karnachovis's watch with with Vucevic and Demar Derozan and even giving the maximum to Zach Levine. But I mean, all of that kind of stuff really has this seems like so long ago, and it is just stuck. He he said that this is that they want to stay competitive, Cody. Um, Arturis Karnaschovas also said that there are so many positive stories around this team. Do you think he believes what he is saying or just, they just have not been able to figure out the pathway out of what they are currently in?
2: I I think he exaggerated on there are so many positive stories because there's a positive story being Kobe White's Kobe White. really <laughs> strong development. Yeah. here in his in his fifth nba season and stepped to the next level. Uh some of the other stuff he cited was pretty much just hogwash, just citing leadership qualities of some people, citing a seven game stretch for Patrick Williams or a 12 game stretch for him, citing the parody in the Eastern Conference, which I'm not really buying because there are a couple teams that are really good at the top and no one really cares about the parody from six to 11. That's not what parody uh, truly represents in the NBA. But if you're going back to like the point of competitiveness and how he hammered that point. And you're asking me, like, does he believe in that? Yes. Like, I truly believe that. And it's interesting to me in the sense that people ask, does he truly believe in it or is he just enacting what the Reinsdorf's mm-hmm. might want, right? like mm-hmm. Owners want playoff, extra playoff games, extra money. We've seen the Bulls be middling before, um, the White Sox be middling before and then be okay with it. In that sense, well, that's true. I think AK truly believes in this too. Like this he made clear. he emphasized roster decisions and the lack of action have been his choices. And if he had um, pivoted the bulls toward more of a long-term outlook, even if it wasn't what we might call a rebuild, if he sold veterans for future pieces, they would have supported him. He said that in mm-hmm. his press conference, but I think he comes from a nuggets organization that had a ton of success. He certainly had success as a player. He had success in that second year, really in Chicago first year in which he'd made big moves, got a taste of it. I think he believes that like, if you think about this man, if you go back to COVID year, the first year he was here in Chicago, he would sit in an empty arena basically along the second or third row. And like, if you watched him some nights, he would get mad. Like the bulls weren't very good that year. I think they were 31 and 41 in a 72 game. Uh And, You could see that he cared about the results of those games. So I don't think this is something where he's coming here and he's competitive and people are acting like, does he really believe it? This is what AK wants to do. He's setting the course. He had a choice. And this is what he made, which is the fascinating aspect, because while it might be aligned with what ownership wants, it's been pretty adamant that he had the freedom to pivot in some regard if he'd wanted. And to me, Not trading Drummond was a mistake, as we just mentioned, in my opinion. And hanging on to Caruso, while I understand he's the heart and soul of the team, also probably going to be a mistake, in my opinion, because he's, he's at his peak value now. And the reason is because the team that acquired him could have two playoff pushes with him instead of one if the Bulls trade him next year. And he's healthy. This guy does get banged up, and he's currently healthy on trade deadline day. There's future risks there. And you would have been selling high on him. Woj reported it kind of suggested that they maybe could have got two first round picks for him early in the day. He was saying that that wasn't a a lock, a done deal. But that's what people were discussing, even if it wasn't two first round picks. One first round pick and a young player who could be in the rotation to me would have been fair value. The Bulls didn't learn their lesson from Zach Levine, did not sell high when they had a chance. They're oh, certainly man. not selling high on Alex Caruso because his value will probably only go down from here. So to me, those are the red flags for for the Bulls.
1: Uh, I mean, and I, I i do see a parallel and a between Rhinsdorf teams where the whether it's just coincidence that their GMs seem to be stuck with the guys that they have. Yeah, <laughs> on for all the you know that core is still there right
2: overvalue their own talent right yes yes. i don't know why
1: i don't know why yeah and that's in your and for people i i am guilty i have not read it and i will read it but the headline is awesome from one of your pieces on 670thescore.com karnaschovas and the reinsdorfs are sadly a perfect match some of which you have already obviously been talking about, it. and you can find Cody. Follow this man on Twitter at Cody Westerland. and maybe this is the way Kharunovich likes being doing business as well. Maybe maybe it is a a perfect match, but I, you got to believe that some of it sometimes is pleasing the bosses, and you know nobody told him he had to do it. But we all want to please the boss, so sometimes I think that that's what these GMs for both of these teams get seduced into.
2: Yeah, and I'm sure that when he was originally hired, he outlined a plan for, hey, this is how we can be successful within a couple years. And again, they achieved some measure of that success with their 46-win season and and advancing to the playoffs there in 21-22. I don't know that executives then pivot in those discussions and interviews to what happens to the next iteration, right? I don't know how far down the line they go. So to me, it feels like he's married to the original idea and won't get off it, even mm-hmm. as he's aware that the front or ownership would green light that. And again, it's it's not a case of the Bulls having to do a full rebuild. No one today was contending to trade Kobe White, to trade Patrick Williams, to trade Io DeSumo. Uh I don't think anyone was contending trade all of your top four or five veterans. Just do a few moves, get a new mix, see how it goes, see who proves something, and give yourself a little bit more hope on the draft capital front or with different young players who maybe have a four- or five-year horizon with the organization rather than some of these veterans who, in the case of Andre Drummond, could be two more months on the team. In the case of Caruso, maybe – one more year and mm-hmm. Demar they want to bring back obviously I understand both points on that if you got a good offer for him I would have taken it they don't want to they love him I understand why they love him because yeah. of his attitude and mm-hmm. I do think there is some wisdom in Demar is so easy to coach and so respectful of others and gets along with the team that when Billy Donovan and the front office to whatever extent they want to have in this give the give a push and nod toward let Kobe White have an even bigger role, I don't think Demar's going to have a problem stepping back if he signs another contract with the Bulls. The reason he always has the ball in crunch time these days is because Billy Donovan draws up the plays like that, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of the time. So in, in that case, I see both sides. But to me, it's, it's not an all or nothing thing with all these veterans or none of these veterans. And AK picked uh, all these guys matter everyone's crucial, like if the Bulls want to accomplish what they want to accomplish this year and win in the play-in tournament to get to the traditional bracket, they need those 12 minutes with Andre Drummond off the bench. I'm not contending that he's not helpful. He could win a play game for the Bulls with 14 good minutes if he puts up 12 points and 12 rebounds. Yeah. I'm just contending the value to the organization is more down the line for a player like that if they got a second-round pick and just took a swing on some. Your
3: fever is high, and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect co-worker of yours.
4: How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. That's code H-E-R-O-10 for 10% off at Hero.co.
3: After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor, you are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network. So whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files to the coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered.
1: Hugely. Absolutely. No doubt. Um, and I agree with a lot of what she said. And I, it just makes me think, too, and I'm going to move on from this point. But DeMar DeRozan is just such a great NBA citizen and yeah. teammate and all of that kind of stuff. So like and, you know, and I want to go through a couple of bullet points here and just kind of pick up from there. One of the things that our Artura said was we're going to make adjustments at the end of the year. And you kind of you know, laid it out a little bit, too, with will they do a new deal with DeMar DeRozan? But I think he I think he means that when he says that, like like we're, we're all disappointed that no blockbuster move was made right now. But it doesn't sound like any blockbuster
2: moves are going to be made at the end of the season either. Or am I wrong? No, you nailed it because, look, let's go through probably the most four important players on the roster. DeMar looks like he'll re-sign and come back. Nothing different there. Zach Levine's going to be hurt for the next four or six months after this right foot surgery. Going to be really hard to trade him in July, more likely during the season next year. Alex Caruso they just held on to. If they were going to trade him in the summer, they might as well trade him today for a little bit more value with the longer deal on the new yeah. team. And then looking at it too. Oh, Vooch obviously mm-hmm. um, is in the first year of a three-year deal and no one's interested whatsoever in his services right now. So um, it seems like it's going to be the same makeup next year. And they've really punted this down the road once again. Now they can still make trades um, maybe that are a little bit more minor. So the roster can have a different look, a few free agents, obviously, but it's, just, it's hard to see when you have a golden opportunity like this to Turn it around a little bit, and then see some of the hurdles that might come in the summer or the momentum from the decisions of today. It's hard to see it changing significantly.
1: Last thing is Zach Levine. What's going on with him, and how does that just a relationship they're going going to have to repair and just wipe away this year? I, mean, this- I
2: don't think they have to repair the relationship because both sides agree that he needs to be moved to a new destination. I think they just have to tolerate the relationship until the sides find a willing trade partner um, for the Bulls. And it's hard to see that trade partner emerging in July when Zach hasn't played a game since his foot Uh. surgery. And his trade value, if it was nothing a couple weeks ago when we didn't even know the news of the foot surgery yet, Uh, it's only going to be lower, you would think. And the Bulls were already having a hard time getting off that contract um, and just getting even like one asset of value back in any deal. Um, It was tracking, as many have reported, like Casey Johnson, um, Woj reported that it was kind of tracking toward a potential salary dump if the Bulls were going to make a move there. And obviously they don't want to do that. They do want to get value back for them. But it's, it's a state of tolerance, right? Like the sides are going to have to get along. And I don't... AK can claim today that they have a great relationship with Zach in Clutch, but I don't think it's a great relationship. It's going to end at some point, but we might have to put up with a couple awkward months of basketball and continual arranged marriage at the start of next year. Um, But health wise, certainly you hope for the best for Zach. And it sounds like they they think this foot surgery is going to address that. Um, It'll just be four to six months of recovery and, It'll be really interesting to see what the team looks like at training camp at the start of next year.
1: You need to get yourself more Cody Westerland. You can follow him on Twitter at Cody Westerlund, L-U-N-D at the end of the name. He is the editor for 670thescore.com, also covers the Bulls as well. Cody, man, thank you so much for being on. It's always great talking Bulls with you, my friend.
2: I I appreciate that. Um, There's rumor that you had a joke that your best guest of all time was also your worst being Chris Emma. So (laughs) now now you're going to have to actually have power rankings. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. This
1: is I didn't even think about that. That was such a big deal for Chris Emma, my only guest ever on the show. So we'll have to see what the results are. We'll get the feedback and we'll see if we could ever do this again, man.
2: Yeah, you, uh, anytime. Give me a buzz. I appreciate it. Right, thanks, Cody. See you, buddy. Uh, thank you to Cody Westerland, who,
1: as you can hear, gives terrific insight on the Chicago Bulls at Cody Westerland score. Uh, that is it for today. We will continue to talk about the Bulls, the Bears, Cubs, White Sox, because that's what we do right here on the, the Daily Score. Bears, thank you for Ray Diaz as well. I am Mark Roddy. We'll talk to you later. Bye.